gentlemen, all rise and welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who's got 99 episodes and a switch for fun, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, it's a play on words. Yeah, see what I did there? I, I, took, I see it. I took something and I changed it, but I kept it the same. Uh-huh. I'm clever like that. Sure. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll say sure. We'll say Mo. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing, sir? Oh, you know, Peach Keen. Here we are, episode 99. 99. We are Gretzky up in here. We Are we the GOAT? I mean, we're not, not the GOAT. That's true. I've heard worse podcasts than us. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've heard better, <laughs> but I've definitely heard worse, too. I've unsubscribed to worse. Um, yeah. So, question. Yes. When we do this live show, yes. should anyone actually attend? When you say all rise, do you expect people to actually get up? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, so people, this is a, a sign. When he says that, don't actually get up, <laughs> or it's going to be really weird. I mean, you can. Sure. If you want to be cool about it, sure. <laughs> but uh, I have no judicial power whatsoever, nor okay. am I a bailiff, nor have I ever even played one on TV or the radio, so I have no influence to make people rise to their feet. Hmm. Fair enough. I mean, it's not my bag, man. <laughs> So, speaking of the our upcoming live show, yeah, just to uh, shout it out again, folks, reiterate the deets. We are uh, we're not going to be here next week. We're taking next week off to do some prep. Uh, the week after that, Tuesday night, six thirty at Daily Planet Coffee. Drop the date on eighteen uh, July tenth. There you go. Eighteen sixty two. That's one eight six two Hurdle Avenue, Buffalo, New York one four two one six. We will be there for our live 100th episode spectacular. Please, by all means, if you're in the area and available, come on out and join us. Uh, give your patronage to, patronage to Daily Planet Coffee. It's a great establishment, very des- deserving of your dollars. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do our normal thing. We're going to have some surprises here and there. I did post on the event page and on our page. We will have... Um, ton of free comics to give away um i still have a great number left over from when we did the uh, the fighting game tournament months back and so we're going to be bringing those there and a lot huge variety too um so that's going to be fun and we're we're playing out some other things to do we really really hope you come out and join us tell your friends bring some people uh, it's going to be a good time Make a night of it, Hurdle Ave, in case you are uh, unfamiliar. Hurdle Avenue is kind of happening, so you could kind of make a little evening out of it if you were so inclined. Yeah, Hurdle Avenue is the cool place you go when you realize you're too old or don't care about Chippewa. <laughs> or the uh, Elmwood Village, for that matter. So, yes. You know, a little more expensive down there anyway, so save yourself <laughs> some money and go to Hurdle Ave. All righty, sir. To our opening statements, how has your week been? It's been the week as it was. Uh, as you see, renovations continue, and, uh, you know... Probably are of all of that. Eventually, this will all get done. Some, yes, some, I, I'm in a cordoned off section of the room. Well, a la, you know, the odd couple sitcom. You're in the experimental section of let's see what the floor looks like under the carpet. And uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it looks, looks good. It's acceptable little, for now. A little bit of buffing, a little bit of polish, and it'll be, uh, 
Are you going to put another carpet over it? Or we'll do a, no, we're going to do a little uh, uh, area rug in here uh, for a little while. And then next year, uh, because we're pumping the brakes on all the uh, fast wheeling action around here this year, next year we'll refinish all the hardwood floors. Uh, so uh, just if you're in the market for an area rug, Think Geek sells a rather large Captain America shield area rug. That might be good for the lad. That might be good for uh, for my boy. So we shall see. Um, I saw a movie on Friday. Yes, you did. We did not do game night. We did not. Alan and I went uh, with our friend Mike. It was his birthday, and Mike is a um, horror movie enthusiast. Yes. And uh, he's also a amateur ghost hunter and things like that. Okay. Mike likes scary things. He All likes right. to, uh, you know, he likes to, he likes to get the, the fears. So we we have gone to horror movies in the past with him, and we have seen uh, the, the the some of the greatest experiences of my life are going to see The Conjuring and The Conjuring Two <laughs> with him <laughs> because he gets so afraid, <laughs> and it's adorable and it's hilarious, and he like gets all scared, makes noises, and it makes the whole experience that much more fun to watch. I, I hear he's a jumper. He's a jumper. He, Mike's a large man. He's about six five, six six, maybe okay. maybe taller. I'm, I don't want to undersell you, Mike, so you are tall. I know this. And he's also very, um, hmm, he's defensively tall. Whereas if you, if you say, hey, Mike, I think that guy's taller than you, he gets all mad. And like, he'll, he'll like go walk behind him and, and like try and square up to see how tall the guy really is. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's kind of like calling Marty, Marty McFly a chicken. It's like that. That's funny. <laughs> so anyway, we went to see Hereditary on Friday. Yes. Um, it got a lot of buzz, and we, were, we heard a lot of things about it, and um, all this hoopla. It's the scariest movie like since The Exorcist. Every every, every, every horror movie year, is the scariest movie one. since The Exorcist. Yeah. Every year, at least one movie gets that billing, and every year, uh, there's the disappointed horror fans. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's, it's the scariest movie since The Exorcist, but what it's not, it's not a... Uh, jump scare a minute um cheese fest okay it's a slow burn psychological horror movie cool and it's got some twists and some turns that you don't see coming and performances i mean seriously great performances in the movie that really sell the messed up nature of the movie it seems that ever since um I think probably the ring was the first example of this when we started remaking Japanese horror mm. and horror has now granted. I am nowhere close to being an expert. I generally don't watch horror. Um, our friend of the show, Jim Martin, is a big horror fan. Yeah. We had him on with Nate can probably speak to us better, but it seems that horror has moved away from the slasher flick flick and more towards the psychological well, scare based. Yes and no. Um, I think I think the cheap the studios that pump them out every year they rely on the cheap jump scare movies, and they're usually yeah. nine out of ten of them are bad. Well, whether it's psychological thriller or slasher, they're both cheap to make. So sure, sure. Yeah, I guess there is less. What? Well, the other thing about the slasher movie that that has declined, I would say, that's just a financial reality. PG thirteen movies sell yeah. easier than R rated movies, so the slasher genre by nature is going to get pushed to the side because we can't be maiming people and PG, pg-13 flicks at least you know outside of star wars but anyway um the wounds caught her eyes some uh some movies about like the conjuring flicks are great yeah they're well made well acted well written well executed then you've got like all your 
clone movie. There's a million of these goofball. You see that multiplicity. I, multiplicity. <laughs> wow. You said clone, so. Um, and they're all forgetful. I couldn't. I. I don't. Yeah. I'm not interested in them. I don't care. But this one had some buzz, so we went to see it. Um, I wouldn't say it's the scariest movie since <laughs> The Exorcist, but it's definitely really good, and I would give it a solid recommendation, honestly, for anyone. Um, although if you're a parent, be aware. That well, it, I mean, it's a horror movies. So oh yeah, if you're a parent, go into no, no, not not over. not like I don't mean like don't take your kids. I mean, if you're a parent and you see this movie, I'm warning you now, you might have a reaction to it. <laughs> so there's some traumatic things that happen in it and tremendous performances therein. But for a parent, it might be a lot to take in. Alrighty, so, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Cool. So yeah, that's uh, that's about the bulk of it. It's up with you. Uh, let's see. Friday, the wife and baby and I went out to. We just drove around, checking out stuff. We eventually ended up at the Gallery Mall, where I went to said Think Geek, and now that I just realize it, I found two Metroid shirts for you. You did, and purchased them, and conveniently left them. Well, not conveniently, but unfortunately left them at home that's okay because i conveniently don't have any cash on me right now to pay you for them okay <laughs> so it works out yeah well they're a great deal got them both for like 10 no like 14 dollars for both of them that's amazing yeah wow i got two street fighter shirts for like 10 bucks are they like blowing things out or something? they were having a clearance sale wow yeah. metroid anything metroid i will happily accept yeah i think you got the last two metroid shirts in the store awesome i'm so I'm very proud of this. One's a small and one's a medium, so, you know, fingers crossed. Well, I'm, in case you can't tell by my, my current attire, I am back in workout mode, so that small will hopefully be a little less snug next next time I uh, cool. try it on. So. Both are Super Metroid shirts. My favorite game ever. I know. Um, so that was Friday. Saturday, X-Wing Tournament. Okay. Second place. Atta boy. Yep. What was your record? Uh, Two and one. Okay. And the one match, I just made a dumb, dumb mistake. Ah. I, was, I was using a ship um, I am not, it was not accustomed to using, and it's a ship that um, has not seen a lot of play in recent meta because it breaks very easily. Uh, it's the, the TIE Phantom, so it's able to cloak. But it doesn't have a lot of like hull or shield, so it it goes down yeah. pretty quickly, especially with bombs being so big in the meta. There's nothing you can do against bombs. Like you can't roll defensive dice to try and counteract. Um, but the new ships just came out that same week, which came out with some upgrades that made the Tie Phantom much better. Um, so I kind of tinkered around with that and uh, and and came out came out pretty good. Uh, the um, the one mistake I made was I actually forgot to cloak, and the TIE Phantom cannot attack attack when it's cloaked. So, okay, so it's like a bird of prey. Yeah, well, except in, in, the, in, Star, prey. in Star Trek yeah. parlance. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and then after that was my niece Emma's graduation party. So Julie came and picked me up from Dave and Adams, and then we, we went over there to that, and that was a lot of fun. Congratulations again, Emma, on graduating high school. Um, and then Sunday, Sunday was just kind of a chill day, played a little more X-Wing with uh, my friend Reese, and then we ended up going back over to Julie's brother's house to have dinner, because they had tons of leftovers from the party, 
Bought some games, kind of getting them in the gaming a little bit. Nah. And it spreads. It spreads. Um, hey, about that X-Wing thing real quick. What's up? You sent Alan and I a picture of a card. Oh, yeah. So are the makers of X-Wing onto you? Are they making custom work for you now? No, no. See, there are different like X-Wing groups. Uh-huh. And a lot of them will usually have one or two people who make what are referred to as alternate art cards. Now, these aren't official cards that are produced by Fantasy Flight Games. Most tournaments will allow you to use them, whatnot. And because the current version of X-Wing is coming to an end in a couple months, uh, one of the the gentlemen from the Salt Squadron up in Canada, uh, Kyle, brought a ton of all our cards. He was just given away. And low in the pile, there was this card of a, of a TIE fighter pilot named Carl, Mm -hmm. and he's standing on top of a TIE fighter, and he's got his helmet off, Mm -hmm. and he's just rocking a boss mustache. This... This is this is your card. Yeah. Tell me you took it home. Oh yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Okay, good. I did. Good. Now I've just gotta find something to fly it with. <laughs> it's like a, it's a it's a, a it's an academy pilot TIE fighter, so it's like the cheapest no frills ship in the game. Okay. Um but yeah, the card will be used at least a couple times Excellent. for the ending of the current version. Um and that uh, yeah, I think that pretty much does it for my week. All right. Wasn't a lot I could think of leading up to it. Just uh, getting ready for our episode 100 Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Dear listener, if you would like to tell us about your weeks, send us any questions or comments to the show, inquire about uh, details about our live show coming up on July 10th, you can do so at the following. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdewpod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdewpodcast.com. Andrew, we do have some questions from the old faithfuls of The Devil's Dew, Mr. J. Gelsomino and Mr. Alan Waiters. Who good, should we start good. with this week? Let's start with your culture. Jay. Gonna start with Jay. Carl and Drew, mm-hmm. if you can do a team-up variation movie like Aliens vs. Predator or As I Dream Nightly of, Jaws vs. Robocop vs. The Dude, what would it be? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I'm not usually one for crossovers here, so uh, let me let me ponder for a moment. I feel like the gremlins have to be involved. You know, I was thinking of one... I've got one in my head, but I'll let you go first. The Gremlins <coughs> versus would be a good foil for the Gremlins. <laughs> um, the Gremlins versus Tribbles. <laughs> oh my God! On a starship, sure. How about how about the Gremlins versus um the Goonies? I like that. There you go. That would be really... Don't don't know how I got there, but let's do that. Really sweet. I was just going to do Gremlins versus Critters. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Critters would win. No, then again, I don't know. All they got to do is form that big ball and just keep... Critter ball. Katamari, just keep rolling around, eating them up. 
I think I think a Goonies crossover could work with the Gremlins. Actually, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, like that, Billy Billy moves into whatever town the, the 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 Goonies live in. Yeah, and he brings he brings Gizmo, and then shenanigans ensue. Yeah, see, see, I'm, I've already this is, bought, a, this is a ripe concept. I've here. already bought my ticket, sir. You you sold me. All right, Drew. If someone put a gun to your head and made you play a version of Super Smash Brothers with six video game characters of your choice, what would they be? Um, Simon Belmont, Trevor actually, Belmont. This is this is Alucard. Those are yours. <laughs> In my case, no, I'd say uh, Alucard, um, Samus, um, Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Um, I think yeah, I, I think I got disqualified Samus only because Samus is already in Smash. If Brothers. we can't pick people that are already in, then it's going to be very difficult. All right, I'll take Samus out. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Back up, back up the truck. Uh, Alucard. Um, who did I say again? Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Um, they have to figure out some kind of way to give uh, Glados a physical body to play in Smash. If they can do Ridley, they can do Glados. So we're gonna we're okay. gonna pick Glados. Um, Doom guy, Doom guy, and uh, that's four. Yep. Um, 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 this is this is trickier than I thought it was going to be. You want some help? Because I got a couple. Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. Okay, and. Who is my who's my sixth pick? Never been in a Smash game. That's see, that's a, that's the quantifier there. That's tough. Oh, how about it's an audio medium? Drew. I, I know this is harder than I. This is harder than it looks, man. You want me to throw your lifeline? Let's throw Jason Voorhees in there. Eight <laughs> bit Jason Voorhees. Well. We can we can toughen them up like they did Mortal Kombat ten or like they did in uh, yeah. that Friday the Thirteenth game that's yeah. out right now. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the ones I was thinking. And Go you'll, on, you'll remove Jason. You might even remove like Shepard, uh, Billy, and Jimmy Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Man. Or the dudes from Contra. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. We could do one or both. Well, one one of each. If you get Billy, I'm or, not taking Billy and Jimmy. Or or the, the Or Bimmy as he was called or, in the first game. <laughs> or the poor man's contra, a game I still enjoy, Akari Warriors. Ah, uh, Akari Warriors. The budget contra. <laughs> the one that kids open night Christmas and are like, oh, it's not contra. I loved Akari Warriors. I thought it was great. I have it if you want to play it. Uh Carl. <laughs> what would you rather own? The actual Orca from Jaws? LL Cool J's chain from Deep Blue Sea or movie worn Jack Burton shirt. Uh, this is no brainer. It's Jack Burton shirt. Carl would sleep with it on. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'll fly. I'm, I'll fly. I'm pilot. I don't sail. I'm not boat man. So. So what you're saying is you're I'm more Jack for, Burton. I'm not one for chains. You're you're more Jack Burton, less Captain Ron. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just checking. I like what you did there. Good. You know, this question makes me kind of sad, though, at the same time, because there is a Big Trouble in Little China board game that's yes. coming out. Wait, there already is one. No, no. There's the legendary game. Okay. We've played that. Yeah. But there's like a board game coming out. Oh. It's like a big game. It's going to be expensive, 
I don't think I can justify buying it because like once you learn it, a, there's a lot to learn and B, once you learn it, it takes an hour and a half to two hours to play, which means I it takes like three hours to play in real life. Well, the first time or two through, but yeah, after yeah. that, so I that's can't, a hell of a, that's, that's, I can't really justify the expense because I don't know how many times I really get it on the table. Yeah. So on top of that, I don't have like a ton of people around me who love that movie as much as I do, which is tragic. It's a good movie. It's it's a great movie. Did you know that it was a huge influence on Mortal Kombat? Of course. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> just, checking. just look at like oh, I, exactly. so much stuff. Exactly. Look at Raiden. Yep. And Shang Tsung's original appearance yep. was totally low pan. And, yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now on to Mr. Alan Waiters. Carl and Drew, what did you guys think of Bear Watch last week? Was it unbearable? <laughs> so for those of you who are not in the local area... Um, there, we had an unexpected visitor to a couple towns in the area, a couple of the suburbs, one of which being my town. Uh, we had a bear going around here, just like just walking around and whatnot. And like, I didn't pay attention to the first couple times. And then I see bear in North Tonawana. I'm like, <laughs> um, honey, bring the dogs in, please. Do, do me a favor. Call your mom. Tell her not to let William play outside. Uh-huh. Last thing I need is a bear stealing my son. I enjoyed Bear Watch. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bear guy. I'll punch a bear, Drew, if he messes with my kid. That's fair. I mean, you'll yeah. have to because, you know, you don't want the bear, you know, yeah. to, 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 to attack you. But that's I'm not saying it's going to be much of a much of fight once I punch the bear. Oh, no, you're you're dead at that yeah. point. But I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bear fan. Bears yeah. are cool. Unless yeah. one attacks me, in which case I will cower and, and you know, turtle. But no, man, overall, you got, you got Zangief it. Oh, got, oh. wrestle it. Yeah, I got don't spinning pile drive it. I, I I'm not well versed in the spinning pile driver, so. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of bears. Bear videos on the internet are very fun to watch. Yes, Google the waving bear. He's awesome. <laughs> and and bears playing tetherball, also awesome. <laughs> Carl, why do you consider a game like Shaq Fu a fighting game but not Smash Brothers? Oh man. <laughs> also, Carl. Think twice of wrathing me or Yogi will appear again. <gasps> He's yeah. going to invoke the bear? He has no power to invoke the bear. He's just trying to scare me into not wrathing him again, which is unfortunate because you're, you're now not... he's just going to get wrathed more. You said, so you're saying he's digging the hole deeper? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, also, does not the good book say honor thy neighbor and not wrath them? <laughs> no, Alan, it doesn't. Those specific words? I don't think so. No. Sorry. Not in that order, anyway. Um, but to your original question, why do I consider Shaq Fu a fighting game and not Smash Brothers? The original Shaq Fu game that came out for like Genesis and Super Nintendo was a fighting game. It was a horrible fighting game, uh, but it wasn't like it was one-on-one fighting, fixed plane. Uh, yeah, what traditional fighters are. Um, I don't. I personally. Don't consider Smash Brothers a fighting game. I I consider it a multi-platform party brawler. Now, whether or not I consider it a fighting game aside is inconsequential. It does have a place in the fighting game community, and that's a place that's growing, and a lot of people are excited for the Smash on the Switch, and I'm happy for them. Um, but to me, it's just, it's not, it's not a fighting game. It's, its initial design was not intended intended to be a fighting game. 
So in the same way that, you know, a game like Windjammers, which I love, has a place in the fighting game community, so does Smash, I don't consider either one to be fighting games. So, okay. I mean, it's just, it's... You're the expert, but to me, it's all semantics. But you're you're the expert. Yes, so I am. I'll just say, okay, I'll disagree with you, but okay. Uh, Drew. Yes. What is your overall review of the Switch after one year? Oh. Did it change the minds of third-party developers? Hmm. Do you see other companies trying to replicate the Switch's success? Mm-hmm. Lastly, are you? What are you most disappointed about the Switch? I think the Switch. It's been is, longer than a year, been, hasn't it? Just over a year. Just about. I thought it didn't come out in March. March, April. I think I can't remember. Yeah, it was March. But there seems I, to be a lot of. Uh, one year in retrospective <laughs> at this point, probably because yeah, yeah. V3 and you know whatnot. I think the Switch has been a roaring success. Yeah, it's great. I think it's huge. Everyone seems to really like it. Um, its critics are few, as far as I can tell. Everyone seems to really dig it, and um, it's carved out a definite place for itself in the market. Um, it's not contending exactly for the PS4 spot, but people want it, and they also want the they they want titles on it because the appeal of taking the game wherever you want to go even if all you want to do is go from your couch to your bathroom or you know to your bedroom or what have you people like that flexibility and the switch performs so flawlessly and it's and seamlessly in that regard that if it's it's got it's got an immediate appeal that is doing wonders for it so I think it's doing it's had a fantastic first year. And when you really sit down and look at it, they've delivered their two biggest franchises in that first year. Now, here I am crying about Metroid Prime not being shown at E3, but let's take a look at what else hasn't been shown. Animal Crossing hasn't been shown. Um, a new Star Fox game hasn't really been shown. Um, Kinda. What? The, what? What's the thing that Fox is appearing in? That's, that's some toy game. That doesn't count. <laughs> okay. That's some he's, he's he's in it, but it's not a Star Fox game. Um, F Zero is always in the back burner somewhere in fans' minds. I wouldn't get my hopes up for it, but it's there if you want it. Yeah. Um, so Kirby, Kirby's got stuff coming though. Yoshi's got stuff Kirby, coming. Kirby's out already. Kirby's got he's a got game several out. more coming. Yeah. But my All point right. being though that there are franchises available to this to the system that you know it hasn't even touched yet. So yeah. it's just getting started. It's, it's early, folks. And, I forgot um, to mention I picked up uh, Mario Aces Friday. Yes, you did. You Correct. and Alan both, I think. A lot of fun. Um, yeah. So third party wise, they're on board. They seem to be uh, support. They're definitely supporting it more than they ever did the Wii U. Yeah. Because there's a much bigger install base already. Yeah. So cool. I think they could do a little better job. Um, they are limited by hardware because they can't just easily port um, games. From the PS4 or the Xbox, as easily as they, as easily as those two systems, you know, can be developed concurrently. The yeah. Switch does require its own kind of specialized development, so that is always going to be a hindrance because, in, you know, third parties are <laughs> they want the most return on their investment, so yeah. if they have to spend more to get the game out. It's not going to be attractive to them. Now that's unfortunate because as a, as a Nintendo guy, I want everything on my Switch. I just do, but it is what it is. And um, more and more are going to come around. And if you look at like Square, Square is putting an original content on on the thing. We're getting Octopath Traveler. No one else is yeah. getting that. No, oh. that's not to say that they won't get it later because they probably will. But for now, it's a Switch exclusive. Okay, I'm getting from a Switch, right? So you know, cool. I'm 
I'm all, I'm all for it. I'd like to see more, but for now, it's it's fine. I think a lot of third-party developers are probably in a wait-and-see mode for the first year, considering uh, uh, they I, have a game sure. out within the first year. You had to start developing it before True. the well, system came out. So hopefully... Hopefully they've waited and they've seen, yes. and they'll start putting putting it out. It's, you know, board games aside, and granted, I've mentioned I am playing board games more than I am playing video games. It's going to be a good summer for video games. Cause oh, we yeah. Got, this month, we have uh, uh, Mario Aces. Mm-hmm. Last month, we had Street Fighter Collection, which, mm-hmm. granted, not new, but still an enjoyable edition. That's for you and Alan. Uh, this month, Mario Aces. Next month, Octopath Traveler. Yes. And August, Fire Pro. Fire Pro, man. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Fire Pro. I've never played one before, but you give me an official NJPW license, I will play your game. <laughs> By all accounts, that game is excellent, so I hope it lives up to the hype. Yeah, um, and just the last part of his question, what are you most disappointed about the Switch? Um, it's it's <laughs> that I haven't seen Metroid Prime 4 yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably it. That and, uh, like I said about third parties, I would just, I would really like one of them to be like, hey, we're all, we're with you. We're going to put our stuff out concurrently for both platforms or for all platforms. Switch is going to be there. Same day as PS4, same day as Xbox. We're not leaving you out. Yeah, I, that's what I'd like to see. But we'll see. Could happen. Could not. Cool. All right, that does it for our questions. Jay and Allen, thank you as always. Uh, that will close up the cross-examination, and we move on to the case files. And Drew, we got some, some stuff to talk about this week. Oh? Start with the appetizers here and move on to the main course. Uh, first off... Um, I guess it all depends on how they execute it, but for right now I'm treating this as good news. The uh, Ninja Turtles are getting a film reboot. Already. Given Already. Given what the, the current bayized version of the Turtles are, I am okay with this news. I'm fine with it, but I'm, I'm, I am surprised, though. <laughs> Like the first one made a lot of money. First one made half a billion dollars. That's a lot of worldwide. Money. Second one only made a quarter of a billion dollars worldwide. That's still a lot of money. But that's still also a huge It's a huge drop, drop but it's a sequel. With not a lot of time in between the sequels yeah, either. That's fair. I, I I get it. I mean that's And we're talking about kids. Kids have no taste for quality. I understand they that. They just want more. I know. I I I mm. And, I'm, and I'm I will surprised they wouldn't give it one more kick before they before they threw in the towel. Well, they probably are also learning from Transformers too. Oh, because Transformers the past couple of films have underperformed greatly. Mm. The last one especially. Actually, watched the last one this week. During, I on, I couldn't even tell you what it is. It was on Hulu. Okay, um, how many are there? I think this was like five. Five or of six. them. Oh my I god. I checked out long ago. Yeah, I I the last one I saw in theaters was the second one, and ever since then I've just they've just happened to come across my path and I've watched them. <laughs> oh, Drew, it's bad. I'm sure it is. But there is a bright side to it, and that bright side is Anthony Hopkins. He's just cashing checks at this point. He is dude. just cashing checks, but you know what? He doesn't care, so he's just going for it. <laughs> remember remember <laughs> that um that that meme he came out with a couple months back or whatnot, the vine whatever okay. of him just like dancing like crazy? No. I you have to, this. You have to look to at it. it. It's okay. it's nuts, but his whole performance is just that. 
And so I found myself just, enjoying it. He's him. just embracing his inner Nick Cage and going for it. Pretty much. Wow. And Drew, guess what? The Earth is actually Unicron. Really? Yeah. Does Earth transform and destroy itself? No. Oh. No. Well, then I what's guess, the point? I guess they wanted to save that for the next movie. But now Cybertron is right next to Earth. I feel like that would be... Uh, and that has no gravitational I effect. I was just going to say... <laughs> there's, there's no science involved in this at all. No, no. Yeah, it was bad. But back to the Heroes in a Half Shell. Yes. Um, Turtles are getting a reboot. I welcome this because even though I appreciate what the last film tried to do, the last film just tried to be the cartoon show. I think that's what kids have wanted for people of our age anyway. And that's kind of like was a little refreshing to see had it not been for the horribly designed Turtles themselves. Yes. I would have probably enjoyed the movie. But every time they show up on the screen, it just took me out of it. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder what direction they're going to go in. I mean, obviously, we're never going to get the film. The closest we're ever coming from getting a comic book version of the film was the first movie. Yep. And yep. now it's just very much a kid's property, and that's fine. So, it always was. Well, so not, the, not really. But. The, film, the next film will probably be along the lines of that. And they're owned by Nickelodeon, so yeah. it's kind of... The grim and gritty turtles we, we like. We're not going to get the turtles killing foot soldiers no. on a rooftop in, no. in New York. and We're not going to get uh, Leonardo chucking, decapitating the shredder. <laughs> yeah, chucking shredder off of a roof and throwing a grenade down. Yeah, right, yeah. right. That's not going to happen. I would love that, though. It'd be cool. Just do just make a movie of the first issue of the you comic know, book, film it like they did Sin City. Uh, well, wow, okay. Um, that first movie really nailed it, though, didn't it? Yeah, the first movie it, was like, great. It, it had the right aesthetic, the right feel. Like they, they realized that, you know what, doing a film version of the cartoons could be really freaking expensive. Right, right. So let's just do the comic books. But we'll put the cartoon turtles in there. More or less. Essentially. More or less. Yeah. There's like a seasoning of the comic book turtles. Like they introduced a whole Raph Leo. Yeah. Friction dynamic. Absolutely. Raph being kind of a uh, hothead vigilante on the side kind yeah. of got introduced there. His introduction to Casey Jones. Um, they, they, were car- they were the cartoon turtles in that. They had different color headpants, yeah, as opposed to all red. You know, um, Donatello wasn't exactly a machine genius in the first movie. They had to wait till the sequel till we got that version. But you know, Donatello didn't do machines. No, he he started the car when Casey was fixing the engine. Did you ever watch the animated film that came out I a couple not. years back in theaters? I did it's not. really good. Mm. It's it's re- it was like it was a nice little surprise. I have seen episodes of the past cgi series which was really good yeah funny thing the the animated feature film the tmnt that came out a couple years ago is in the continuity of the films interesting because like at the end of the movie you see like kind of like almost a trophy shelf and the shredder's helmet is on it and it's a the design from the film where it's got like the little grids in the mask Mm -hmm. uh the for better or worse, the helmet that they wore, Samurai from Feudal Japan's on there, and I'm pretty sure there was something from Secret of the Ooze on there. And Maybe wasn't the, there a, uh, a I, don't, I only know from reading about it when it came out, wasn't there some kind of teaser at the end that the Shredder was coming back or something? Yes. Yes. Huh. From Karai. From what? Karai, the Shredder's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Cool. Characters. 
Well, we'll see. I say put guys back in suits. That's what I say. I'm a big fan of man in suit. Yeah, me too. And they better be average height and not monstrosities. Yeah, we don't. No more Shrek turtles. No, no more Shrek. No Hulk Shrek turtles. Please, no, no. Thank you. No, 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 no. Um. Okay. So that's that. Moving on. We've got some uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Drew. Oh. Couple tidbits about our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Who? As it appears in his next film, will be friendly in a completely different neighborhood. Yes. Uh, the Tom Holland, the spoiler king, <laughs> whether it be intentional or otherwise, I'm sure this one was approved by Marvel and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, released I the, like that they're steering into it. Yeah, yeah. Released the, the title of the next Spider-Man film, which will be Spider-Man 2 Far From Home. Is the two on there, or is it just Spider-Man Far From Home? You know what? It might have been just Spider-Man Far From Home, now okay. that I think about it. Totally fine with yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Sums it okay. up nicely. Yep. He's on summer vacation. He's he, in Paris, apparently. Paris or London, whichever. One of the over-there's countries. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. There's a difference, sir. <laughs> uh, sure. Bring it on. Bring on. Bring on. Yeah. And apparently, um, I can't... I think Alan sent us the article, but... I love Alan to death, but a lot of times he uses websites I've never heard of, so I'm reluctant <laughs> to trust them. Sure. Uh, but I guess that Jake Gyllenhaal has been signed as Mysterio, and I am excited about this. Sure. I, I am I am as excited about it as I'm going to be up until we see a picture and he's not in the fishbowl helmet. I don't expect the fishbowl helmet to make an appearance. So up until those dreams are dashed, I will he choose might. to be excited about it. He might. I mean... He might. I can can they, have they done? If they don't do it, what does he have left? Uh, you know what I mean? Like I he, he's got. You got to have a hook for I this. I mean, I get you. I get you. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um. So Keaton's returning. He'll be. Yeah. In that, so it's gonna. It's gonna be. Gonna be good time. Just point out the MCU is is packed with really cool actors. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got pretty much all of them. <laughs> yeah, at this point, at this point, basically, yeah. Like, like Lawrence Fishburne's in now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. He was, he and was he's like, having fun, and he's yeah. smiling in a movie. <laughs> he, he was like the. Uh, I think the only two people who are missing from the Matrix now are Joey Pants and Keanu. Let's get him on the phone. Let's get him. <laughs> get him in somewhere. Get. Hey, let's get. Oh no, we can't get Joey Pants to play Ben Yurk again. No, no. Spoken for and and not speaking much anymore. Correct. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. He can play somebody. Joey Pants is Jameson. Nah. No. J.K. Simmons, man. I know. J.K. Simmons. Big shoes to fill. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah. That's like the one, like, that's like, I'm sure Marvel has some kind of rule that they don't want to bring, like, they probably don't want to confuse people or yeah. br- you know bring anyone that. in from previous iterations but make an exception in this case yeah get him on the phone yeah like yo said jim gordon thing's probably not working out for you jk so here's what we're <laughs> gonna do we're gonna bring you back as <laughs> J. Jonah jameson and uh yeah just just go for it he was good as gordon too in the three lines he had sure he was great yeah he, he looked good in a trench coat which is probably all he had to do <laughs> All right, so moving on. 
we had a trailer dropped on us today that is the third trailer for a film that probably should have been the first trailer for the film. Yeah. We got a new trailer for the new Predator movie coming out, directed by Shane Black. Yeah, a see, Predator alum himself. I haven't... I've seen the previous trailers, and I thought, wow, I don't want to see that movie. <coughs> that looks dumb. It looks like more bad attempts at trying to keep this this franchise on life support alive. The new trailer actually looks like something I would go see. Yeah. We've got banter... We've got mercenaries. Yep. We've got action. You know what we don't have? What? Little kids in the suburbs in a Predator movie. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be in there because they were in the previous trailers, but maybe don't put that on Front Street. Don't lead with that. (laughs) Lead with the mercenaries and and the killing. (laughs) I don't want to see the Stranger Things kids going up against the Predator. I'm not going to buy their victory there. I've got Stranger Things for that. Yeah. I don't need your version. So we've got, um, like you said, all those aspects of it things that fans love from the first film predominantly they kind of steered hard into and again with, I, with, a, with a taste of two though with a group that clearly has predators and they're and they're yes. studying them and understanding yeah. them and whatnot oh, yep. okay um i you know the first couple trailers didn't turn me off to the film because i love predator films um i'll go see one I mean, yeah, Alien versus Predator films weren't great, but no. they were still fun. They had that, like, uh, Predators, I thought was perfectly fine. I didn't see that one, actually. Um, what else? But yeah, this one um, I'm looking forward to. I think it, I think it was Alan asked us if we thought, you know, Schwarzenegger is going to get a cameo. That's or, what I said. Or like, Carl Weathers going to get a cameo. Well, that's going to be Carl Weathers going to get a cameo. He, 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 he definitely died in the yes. first movie. Yes. But Arnold's alive. Um, Arnold I, is alive. I look, think if, if Arnold's going to do anything, I got an idea. Arnold, buddy, I love you. Stop wasting your time on these Terminator movies that no one likes yeah. and no one asked for. And and make pop up in this Predator flick. Although we got some set photos of Linda Hamilton on the new Terminator flick, like she looking like Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got they got a lot of damage to fix, but but Cameron's involved, and even though I hate the guy, like I'm sure he'll he's very good at what he does. He'll he'll probably write the ship at the very yeah. at the very least. But come on, man. I, I when think, I think Arnold, I think two things: Terminator, Predator, like one and one A almost. I think if you have Schwarzenegger in it, you do one of two things. Don't tell anybody he's in it. Yeah. Obviously, don't tell anyone he's in it and either do a stinger, a post-credit stinger, or just right at the end of the movie, he shows up and it's going to set up the sequel. Mm. And he's going to be in his Dutch will be in the sequel. Okay. That's I mean, at I least do. acknowledge him. Yeah. I mean, they've they've acknowledged the first one. They acknowledge the first one in the second one. They acknowledge the first one in Predators. Okay. And I think if I remember correctly, in Alien vs. Predator, maybe not the first one, but the second one, I think they acknowledged. All right. It's now they haven't like retconned those events. Those events still very much happened. Okay. Let's he's alive. He survived. If they're doing some kind of like, hey, we study predators here at this university or whatever whatever it is in the new yeah. movie. Can't maybe maybe Arnold works there. I like capacity. I really like the one line. Um, the one guy said, "Like these things aren't just running around on their planets, hunting each other and making rib cage helmets. 
<laughs> these things conquered space. Yeah. So it kind of makes you think about like, yeah, they're they're an extremely advanced culture. Yep. They so. they have gotten off their planet and they have decided to go kill other planets. Yeah. So they're they're not to be trifled with. And it looks like there's a big one in this movie. How do you feel about that? I'm fine okay. with it. Okay. Sure. See how it plays out. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be worth the ticket price. New trailer, much, much yes. better. Much better. All right, Drew, let's get to the main course of the, the news this week. Mm. It was announced earlier this week. Uh, announced or reported? Reported. There's a difference. There's a difference. I don't think they would come out and confirm. They haven't. They've been very not. quiet. If it's, it is what I think you're yeah. about to drop. It's yeah. It's been reported that Disney has put on hold all of the standalone Star Wars films, which would include the previously announced Boba Fett, officially announced Boba Fett film, and the long-rumored Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Now, whether or not this includes the Ryan Johnson trilogy currently in development or the trilogy from the guys who are doing Game of Thrones that's in some form of development, we don't know yet. Um, the saga film episode, obviously episode nine is still yes, going. Forward. It is a go. Um, so yeah, I was, I know we've talked a lot on the show in the past and we've talked a lot, you know, and with friends and whatnot about star Wars fatigue. I don't necessarily feel star Wars fatigue. Um, I, I understand this decision but at the same time i also feel like it's an overreaction maybe it is but it's the right call i know you don't feel the fatigue but i think the receipts show it's a thing and they got to be careful before they poison the well sometimes in life you got to pump the brakes before you go (laughs) off the cliff and it might not even be going off the cliff but you definitely want to take a minute and go hang on we don't want to flood the market to the point of diminishing returns. Let's let's step back a minute, get episode nine out, see yeah. where we're at, and then go from there. And I think that's probably the right move. It, the, the every year strategy, in theory, it works. And maybe it would have worked had they done the smart thing. Here's where they screwed up. They put out Solo six months after last jedi well that was because of the problems they were having fine they had to change then keep it on the shelf for another six months wait till just put it out at christmas (laughs) this is like you own a holiday disney you own a holiday now like you you officially own christmas stick with it It, i prefer the star wars films coming out at christmas i agree there's nothing else out like yeah you know nothing else is going on well it's not that there's nothing else out christmas is the busiest time of year for films at least for movie theaters not for blockbusters Um, though you know for yeah, no, there's like a really? lot of blockbusters come out at Christmas time. It's in a much more condensed space. Hmm. So it might not seem that way. Summer you get like three, four months of yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. one okay. week after another. Christmas is just kind of a month and a half of just everything squished together. Fair enough. Um Yeah, I mean if I would be interested to know what the thought process was behind the decision. Because if they're just going off of the returns of Solo and not the circumstances surrounding the returns of Solo, that's where I kind of tend to think it's an overreaction. If they're just looking at the box office receipts and saying this didn't perform as well as we expected, 
first off, you had to switch the the release date. You had to essentially film it a second time. So mm-hmm. Solo, Solo is the most expensive Star Wars film ever, $250 million. Yep. Because you had to film it twice. Basically, yep. You didn't market it well. Not really. Because you had to rush a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this film... And when they say underperformed, it's underperforming compared to a Star Wars film. Yeah, but the keep last, in mind, the last, you know, one of one of the last three has sniffed a billion dollars domestically. You're right. I, I mean, underperforming for of a Star Wars yes. film is still overperforming compared to everything else out there. But I think because they put so much into it, like I have to assume they. <sighs> I have to they assume they to were know. smart enough to know they weren't going to turn a profit on Yeah, this. they had to know that. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think uh, more lead time would have been good. Uh, a more, um, so yeah. Cri- don't get me wrong. Christmas I wouldn't want been... a Star Wars film every six months either. No, I, and I think they're getting that message through. I don't know. And then you have, you know, you've got the, you've got the crybabies online who will say that they boycotted Solo because of The Last Jedi. I don't know how much of a dent that really oh. made. But they're definitely vocal enough, and, I, and all I would all I would say to them is like, okay, well, you did it, and now they're not making any more. You happy? I, you mean you happy now? <laughs> you're not you, you 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 want you want more of the thing, but you're gonna boycott the thing because you didn't like the previous thing. But now you're not gonna get anything. Yeah. You, so now what do you want? <coughs> I I hope that's not a widespread thing. I wouldn't think it was. Like no one I knew was like, well, I'm not going to see Solo because the last Jedi was terrible. I I don't know those people. Yeah, and that doesn't I, yeah. that doesn't make sense. In any case, if you want to say you're not going to go see episode nine because last Jedi was terrible, it makes a little more which sense. It wasn't? No, um, oh god, no. Yeah, that makes more sense. But Solo is right up your alley of what you wanted. Yeah, I and I enjoyed it, and I'm the cynic here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's I'm all for just take a minute, reevaluate. We're still getting episode nine. Yeah, You've got fine. a year and a half till that comes out, right? Next, not this Christmas, next, next Christmas. Christmas. Christmas fine. 2019. Take the time, pick your spots, go from there. Yep. And that, that you know, I, hey, you know, well, the other thing they might have learned from it, maybe these characters that they thought would carry to, you know, the tune of X amount of sniffing a billion dollars maybe they're not as strong as on the consciousness as they thought so if han so like if you're disney okay yeah and you think han solo and we're fans we all love han solo but that doesn't mean necessarily mean everyone has peripherally heard of or knows han solo yeah. or at least thinks of him in a way outside of oh harrison ford what i mean by that is even if they know him, they just know him that he's played by Harrison Ford. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, he's known Batman. as Spider-Man. Batman is Batman. Yeah. He's not at one thing. It's this entity outside of it that's culturally permeated for X amount yep. of years where you put a movie out with that, people will go... I think they're more apt to go see it and suspend whatever they think they know about it in that instance because they culturally know about it you know that way yeah han solo is like yes again star wars fans love him but most people probably just go harrison ford oh it's not harrison yeah. ford i don't know yeah no i think there's definitely so, something to that my point being uh 
if Han Solo can't sell you a billion dollar movie, who's going to see this Boba Fett flick? <laughs> like, well, you know, let's, you gotta, let's be honest. Boba Fett would make all the money among the fans. He would, but you ask average Joe Blow, they don't. They don't even know his name, dude. They only say it once in one I, of the movies. <laughs> I would disagree with that. I think You're, we're looking he's, at he's one of the he's another one of those characters that has that like he falls in with you know it's Boba he was the first one is Boba Fett, Deadpool, Venom, Spider Gwen. These characters that kind of transcend their source material to come into the mainstream public view, and the mainstream public view doesn't know anything about them beyond hey this one or two things and. That character looks cool. I kind of like Yankee fans. You don't know anything <laughs> about the team. <laughs> okay, I know those fans. Yeah. Um, I and don't know. I, there's I a lot think, of them out there. So Boba Fett would make all the money. I don't. I disagree. I think it would be. I think it would sell to the fans, but uh, on a wide level, I think most people would be scratching their heads, going like, I, I don't know, who he doesn't show his face. What like when what? <laughs> So, yeah, you know, I, I think they Disney probably did their homework. They probably did the math and figured, <coughs> okay, let's just wait for a minute here and pick our spot and yeah, reevaluate where we're at. If you got, you have two, I mean, dude, like you just said, you've got the Boba Fett movie, rumored Obi-Wan movie, yep. Ryan Johnson trilogy. Game of Thrones guys trilogy like that's a lot of stuff plus, on the in the in the in the pot there plus a new animated series and a new live action series right course. like <coughs> I I think a lot of people might hear all that and just absorb it and it's like uh, hang on whoa 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 that's a lot even if they don't see it yet they just know that it's all there and they're thinking oh my god this is beginning yeah. to be, this is beginning to overwhelm. Hang on. So one thing that has me a little bit worried about this, you know, air finger quotes, course correction is do they get so gun shy about the direction they went in with Last Jedi that they try to, for lack of a much better term, right the ship with episode nine and say, well, JJ, just like do what you did with Force Awakens. Make it more like, you know, make episode nine essentially Return of the Jedi. Mm. And I I don't want to see that. They did something that when you find the people who appreciate what Ryan Johnson did with episode nine of what, or with episode eight, of which we are two of those people, and just like moving that franchise and that story in a drastically new and exciting direction, I do I just want, I really wish Ryan Johnson just stayed on to do episode nine to finish his story. Yeah. Um, I and don't. Now, now we're getting talk of, you know, Ewan McGregor showing up as Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode nine, which on the surface, I'm not against. I don't but particularly it's, care for it. But. That's just because you hate the prequels. I do. But, I don't but we both agree his... that Ewan McGregor was very good in the prequels as Kenobi. He's, he's, he's fine. I mean, no one's very good in those movies, <laughs> but he's, you know, he's okay. He didn't puke on himself like, like the guy who played Anakin did. That that wasn't that guy's fault. That was Lucas. Hayden Christensen's a good actor. Yeah, Seriously. what's he done since that movie? That, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he did lot, huh? uh, Shattered Glass, which was very good. 
Um, he has no, he hasn't done a lot because he couldn't blow the stink of Star Wars off him. And a lot of it was like it's documented. A lot of it was kind of going back to what we were talking about last week with toxic fandom. A lot of it was self-imposed too, because like he like think Kelly Marie Tran got hate. Hayden Christensen got hate. Yeah, because he stunk. But Lucas, look at Lucas. Yeah. Any, but in any case, uh, Ewan's fine. My point, I don't even. It's not even a prequel thing with me. It's more like chronologically, that doesn't make sense, and I don't think that makes sense. And well, I don't they're want- gonna make them look old. Last we saw of Obi Wan in this continuity, he was. Alec Guinness. We can't do that. I don't want them to do the CG thing that they did with Tarkin and Leia. Don't do that again. So maybe just here's a radical idea. Leave them be. Let them go. Let's not dip back into the well of key characters that we know. How about we just I'm and I'm don't fine. put them in the I'm, movie at all. Whether he's in there right or around not, it. I'm fine either way, but don't Tarkin and Leia were not bad. You're letting in their internet fanboy outcry hate influenced that decision. Tarkin didn't bother me that much. Leia looked like a doll. It was a little strange. Leia was on the screen for a second and a half. So then she should have looked better because they didn't have to render that much. Fine. It was It was a little jarring. It was fine. Especially after, you know, you go back and watch it again and you know to expect her and whatnot, but you would have to watch the film again, which you won't do. I don't have time for that. So, uh, I, I would just prefer they don't do that. I don't know. To me, it's still a little awkward that they do it at all. Yeah, I'm good either way. I just don't want them to totally change everything they were going to do because of this. Now. No, I don't either. I don't. I definitely don't. And to be fair, though, I don't think JJ wants to do that either. I hope not. I think he's smart enough to know, like, oh, Ryan Johnson was doing this with this. Yeah. And he's probably talked to him. And they probably figured out, okay. I still is- have faith in Kathleen Kennedy, and she... She guides the ship in the right direction. I don't see her as giving in to the whims of yeah. a vocal uh, minority, a vocal nerd fan base that just wants their Star Wars. They want their Jedi and their Sith, <laughs> and they want Laser Sword fight and all that crap. It's like, look, you're that's the superficial stuff. It's video games. Yeah, you want power levels and and meters and crap. That's not what Star Wars is about. Yeah. And that was Brian Johnson's point. Yep. So I let's, he even spells it out on a special feature of the DVD. He said the force had become a superpower. I wanted to make the force what it was originally intended to be. Right. Right. And you know, not to mention, from a character perspective, like let's not our character. The, the Last Jedi. Everyone actualized their purpose. Yep. Ray actualized her purpose. Uh, Finn as well. Every all three of them became fully fleshed out characters mm-hmm. who went from one point to another point. They had a full arc in the movie. All three yeah. of them. Give me the movie in the third that tells the, that finishes the story with them as they are now. Don't give me some nostalgia. You know, I don't want Return of the Jedi. I don't want yeah. you know. There's another Death Star. God forbid. There's another Death Star, Carl. You know what? I'd like to see someone in the First Order be really smart. Be like, you know what? Let's just build the gun. <laughs> don't don't bother with the space station. Yeah, just yeah. make the just gun. Just the gun. The gun works fine. Well, put the fleet around the gun. There you go. <laughs> That's all you got to do. 
We don't need to spend all... You know what? In time it took us to make one Death Star, we could probably make six guns. Right. Throw an engine on them. It's not making sense. Put a rudder on it. Point it at something and shoot. This is... You should run the Empire. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) The vast amount of things that I should be running is is very distinguished. (sighs) Ah. All right. I'm still looking forward to like the new animated series coming in, the live action series, especially the animated series, because I guess it's just like Top Gun, but with Star Wars. <laughs> All right. So I'm excited about that. Oh, mm. really quickly before we wrap up the news, because this was our last story. Um, there's a, a friend of mine who a friend of mine who goes to my church. His name is Brian, and he was an Air Force pilot. And he was a fighter pilot. He's a he's a pilot for Delta right now. I found him in church on Sunday, and I asked him, like, did you hear they're doing a sequel to Top Gun? He's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, I want to ask you because my friends and I were talking about this. We have no idea what the story would be because there isn't. And I asked him, is there really like fighter to fighter aerial combat in the world anymore? He's like, no, there isn't. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I thought so. So I'm thinking, is it like just Maverick trying to, Prove that human pilots are better than drones, and he's like that. I mean, it's not going to it be Maverick's story. Very well, that right be now. that. He'll, he'll he'll be crews will get top billing, but they'll yeah. have the the young. Yeah, yeah, they'll have the new Maverick, new Maverick, and it'll be a girl. If I was a betting man, it'll be a woman, and ideally they won't get romantically involved. But it's Tom Cruise, so he probably will. Yeah. I mean, Kelly McGillis will probably not be in this one. No, I wouldn't yeah. think so. But we're maybe not, we're not saying it's a girl in a bad sense. No, I'm just I know how Hollywood thinks. Yeah, they're ticking the boxes. Fine, but Tom Cruise is in his fifties, and if she's young. Don't put them together because <laughs> that's a trope that's got to stop. The old guy with the young girl. Come on, man. Like, let's be real. Come on, man. They could they could share their first loving glance when they're you know inverted. It, uh, oh, see what I did there? Oh, I see. I don't know if I want to see more. <laughs> uh we'll see about all this um bring it on sure um why not val kilmer's back he'll fly he's pilot he's he's now ice cream man as opposed to ice man yeah i guess he's gotten in shape for it i hope so yeah me too flight suits are not very forgiving no no they are not (laughs) all right i believe that goose though well goose died i know i know i'm still sad about it i know it's a great movie goose man it's Listen, I've never said it's... Anthony a, Edwards. I've never said it's a bad movie. I've never said it's a bad movie. I just feel that Iron Eagle's better. That's... Hey. Um, okay, so that does it for the news. Now, moving along to... Oh. The, the oh. rustling of the papers. Drew, I'm starting to realize something about Jessica Jones as we move on to episode four. The show or the character? The show. Okay. Um, as we move on to episode four, God help the hobo. I enjoyed this season. And I enjoyed watching it. I'm not getting as much enjoyment out of it this time around for the purposes of the show. Mm. When I could like watch and do a couple episodes at a time and really kind of get into the flow of the story, I really enjoyed it. When I'm doing kind of like one episode a week now, and just as the story gets going, it stops at the end of the episode. 
Because again, we, as we've discussed, this is not paced like a traditional superhero story. This is paced as a noir detective story. Yeah, there's also something to be considered in that um, these shows now are being written and shot and edited uh, to be watched in binge fashion. Yeah. So we're talking about it week to week. Um, They are not constructed that way necessarily yeah and that's kind of a for the sake of it's, our show it's, it's kind of a problem a thing. <laughs> yeah i miss episodic uh week to week kind of yeah i would pacing i would not mind some standalone episodes it doesn't even have to be standalone. it just i don't know i feel like there's a lot of things that they're just padding it out there's a lot of padding in a lot of this stuff it it pays off it does i'm not saying it they're, won't they're setting stuff up did you start Luke Cage season two yet? Not yet. No, I'm scared to. Why are you scared to? But watching Jessica Jones. There's a lot going on here. I will start Luke Cage, though. Oh, I will, so I'm not you, so you're not scared of the, the season. Oh, person. God, just, no. I'm psyched for it. Yeah. Okay. Just there's a, a lot of lot, a lot of show. Preacher came back. I'm watching Preacher again. So there's just a lot going on. I got you. Um, in right. any case. So Jessica Jones, episode four, God help the hobo. Drew, we open up just as an anger management. So your reaction to this is kind of uh, fun because you're watching it again. I'm watching it for the first time. Yes. I thought this was actually a decent episode. Um, and there's a lot of growth happening with, uh, well, not all the characters, but you're getting a feel for for things. Um, well, every, every actually, to be fair, Jess is changing a bit. Her landlord changes a bit. Yes. And um, Hogarth, Jerry, uh, Jerry, Hogarth, Jerry. Yeah. She changes a bit, too. She's been humbled. Yep. Illness has befallen her, and now she is much nicer than she used to be. And she's like, and it's subtle at first, you know, obviously, but she no longer works with uh, Chang, right? The, right. The, 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 other private, the other rival the other private investigator. And she's back in Jess, and she even says thank you to her, like, yeah. which she would never do before. No. So it's subtle, but she is changing. Jess is kind of, she's getting there. She's she, starting to realize her problems, she's, her flaws. Yeah, she's becoming in touch with her anger, which for Jess is not necessarily a good thing. Not now, yeah. but if she can see that it's, part, the first power of, of the problem is admitting you have a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if she can come to terms with what she's got going on, that is a step in the right direction. So... She has several, you know, encounters with that in this episode. So obviously in the meeting, hey, you got problems, you know. Yeah. And then later on with the landlord, like Jess. Now, to be fair, she saves his kid. By the way, watch your kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was Not busy Je having a fight with his ex. That's fair. But like, man, uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Jess saves him from the kid. Dumb, dumb, stupid kid jumping out the window. He didn't jump out of the window. He just, he, he wanted to do a boy who could fly. and Yeah, well, you know. He could not fly, Bobby. No. So, anyway, my point is, uh, because she saved him, Landlord is nice, gives her a bottle of Maker's Mark, which is, you know, that's a nice little gesture there. And just, like, goes from zero to, like, a hundred. I've, I have in my notes for that part, Jess steps on the gas, Oscar steps on the brakes. Yes, he does. And that is hopefully like a, okay, 
you got to yeah. simmer down here. You got your your whole personality is very over the top. Yeah, maybe, I don't. Maybe you're. See, you're here. You're at like an eleven. I need you down here, like yeah. a three. They they've kind of established, I think, in the first season and this season, because of what happened to her with the purple man. Sex is not an emotional act for Jess. No, it's akin to probably taking a drug. Kind of. It's not one that she's necessarily addicted to. Just one that if she can get every once in a while, she's fine with. Like, there's no emotion aside from Luke, in yeah. which they had they hinted at that a little bit. But sex is not an emotional act or attachment, and we'll see further why that's true later on in the season. Hmm. One thing that did annoy me about this episode the first time and the second time I watched it, and it's only like within the first 20 minutes or so in the episode, they're emphasizing how hot it is in New York. Yes. And just as talking about how hot it is in New York. Yes. Maybe don't wear a leather jacket. Was she wearing the jacket? Yes. Okay. She's yeah. wearing it all over the place. Fair enough. I yeah. get that that's kind of like a character trait. That's kind of like her, lack of a better term, costume. Yeah. Right, but if right. you're going to point out numerous times in the first 20 minutes of the episode how hot it is in New York, don't put her in the jacket. <laughs> Leather's warm. But then how will we know where she is and who she is, Carl? Leather's warm. It is. It sure is. Um, yeah, we had a lot of... Uh, uh, there's developments here. Uh, yeah. By way of a wig shop, ironically, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Um... I'm also starting to get worried about Trish. Okay. She is a little trigger happy. Yes. Um, Jess has to talk her down from the, the machine gun yeah. at a point here. And then unbeknownst to Jess, and I didn't realize it until she busted it either, when they're in fear that they might be encountering Aunt Jackie, uh, <laughs> she busts out the, the, the inhaler. The inhaler, yeah. And we get like a little uh, taste of how the inhaler works. Yeah. They show like how her vision dramatically improves. Yes. Upon taking it. I think we're seeing Trish has, especially when she's around. Well, okay. Look at the two key people in Trish's life. Jess and what's her boyfriend's name? Um, Griffin. Griffin. Jess and Griffin. They represent the pinnacle of what Trish aspires to be. Griffin's success as a news reporter, a legitimate news reporter, and just being powered. Okay. Trish wants both these things. Mm. And one thing we're going to see is the, and we saw the first part of it, is the length she will go to get these things. Because ultimately it, it's kind of feeling like an inferiority complex that was installed by her mother. Yeah, true. And being brought up as a child actress. And we saw that like from the owner of the wig shop, she's no picnic as a child actress either. No. And while well, she was under sub- on substances and whatnot. And yeah. Finally, she's 10 years clean and all that. So, you know, there's she has some back some baggage there, which, uh, you know, is coming out and in, in as we go along here. Griffin is up to no good, though, man. He's, he's taking mysterious phone calls. Yep. Which, mm-hmm. Come on to you, buddy. 
clicking in hard drives, flash drives. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, you know who else? We, now that I'm oh, thinking more development. It, Malcolm. Malcolm yes, gets a lot of I was just going to say Malcolm. Yeah. As we see a form of rehab with Jess, we also are seeing a form of rehab with Malcolm in that he's replaced one addiction possibly with another. Malcolm's swipe right a lot. Hey, look. <laughs> New York, man. <laughs> it's 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 uh your cup runneth over sometimes. <laughs> More power to you, brother. Yeah. But, Tip of the hat. Uh, Malcolm is a is a really interesting character in this season. They take him in some really cool directions. Well, he's getting his confidence here. He wants to, and he he has found purpose. He wants to do what Jess does, yeah. and he wants to stop being treated like a uh like like a lackey. sidekick or a lackey. And in the end, he well he gets he gets kind of recruited by that uh, Chang guy. I can't think of his. Well, Chang makes him an offer, right? And and he he takes it to Jess and says like, "Hey, this is what's up." So either you treat me cool or I got to go over here. And then Jess acquiesce to that. She does. And again, growth for her too. Hey, yeah. good good, good for you. Yeah, I like that. But we're getting the cast kind of, people are growing, people are changing, and um, it's good. He's a good actor too. I like his performance. Yeah, I, I like, in this episode particularly, I like the swing they made with Oscar, the super. It became much more, you kind of understand his motivation more for being the way he was in the first couple episodes. Fair enough, yeah. And he does clarify that his problem is not with Jess's powers, it's just her personally. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't like, it's not you people, it's just you. It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair point. Yeah. She has a lot to deal with. I'm trying to Just looking at my notes here. Oh, what? I like that Max, the director, um, the, the, the pervy director. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say about him other than um, there was probably a meeting and they said, can we get Brian Cranston? <laughs> no. no. Can we get someone who kind of looks like Brian Cranston if you just squint a little? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's all I got. And, um, and, and Jess does her impersonation of a Street Fighter 2 bonus stage. Oh, yeah. Fist through the car. Yeah. Was it Street Fighter or was it Final Fight where you break the car and the guy comes out and goes, oh, my car. It was a final fight, but they did it in Street Fighter 4 as well. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Not only did they do it in Street Fighter 4, but the guy who comes out and says, oh, my car was one of the thugs from Final Fight. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Try, Hogarth kind of swings back and forth a lot this episode. Cause clearly, like you said, she's been humbled. But like when she goes to the doctor's office, it almost looks like she's in the bargaining phase. Yes, she but is. Then she goes right from you know bargaining to okay. I just want to kill myself. Um, no, 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 no. She's not going to kill herself. No, she's looking. She was looking for suicidal drugs. No, she was looking for the drugs that the doctor wouldn't give her. She's, yeah, but she then, found out that but, there was treatments that she could get overseas in Europe and whatnot that her doctor would not give to her. And then she's perusing Russian websites to get. Well, air quotes illegal yeah medicines but then she switches and then she says she's also for looking for something that's quick and painless oh i missed that yeah okay my bad hey her her arc is is very interesting even though it does not intersect with the main story a lot she kind of has her own story this season it's a really interesting one so but yeah like you said a lot of development in this issue uh good they find 
Uh, they find um, Inez, who they thought was Aunt Jackie. Right. Turned out not to be Aunt no. Jackie. She was just a nurse who got caught in the crossfire. Yes. Of Aunt Jackie. Yes, and there's someone else who got caught in the crossfire of Aunt Jackie and got his head twisted around because Chang sent someone to Alias to rob the place. And Which he does. he got pretzeled. Yeah. And at that point, Jess and Trish are coming back. I got I got a nitpick here. At that point, Jess and Trish visibly pulling up to the scene. They've clearly were not there. Yeah. Trish is an upstanding citizen. She's a celebrity, right? Yep. They walk upon the scene. They have no idea what's going on. Jess is immediately arrested. It's like, wait a minute. They can't just arrest her for that. Like, well, it's she has an alibi. She wasn't there. They could ask her to. They can, they can question her. Yeah. But like, no, no, we don't go to questioning. They immediately place her under arrest and say they have a warrant for her and all this other stuff. Yeah. Based on what? Well, Trish gets arrested because she sh- shoved the cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still all huffed up. But yeah, but but, but um, still. Like a lot, I can see where a lot of evidence would point to Jess, and they probably want to try. Given they understand her power level, they probably want to try and detain her without escalating the situation. Oh, they go right to the arrest phase. Yeah, I, my mm. my problem with that is she's clearly talking to Malcolm, and they just let him go. Like no one stops questioning him or anything. Right. This is a lot. It was a little. I mean, it's like they wanted to get. They wanted the. They wanted to get her arrested, but they didn't want to do the work to get there. So quick, just arrest her. Okay, writers. That's not quite how it works, but yeah. whatever, we got there. So, yeah, and then in the end of the episode, because of the damage done by, assuming, oh, by Aunt Jackie pretzeling the guy and trashing the van, Jess is on the ground being arrested, and she's looking at the damage, and she's saying, that's not me, that's not me. So, yeah. clearly, her she is at least realizing that her powers and anger can lead to bad things and she is clearly not she doesn't want that yeah so we will see where that goes okay so yeah all right not bad not a bad episode that about does it for us here at the devil's do folks maybe you didn't hear at the top of the show we're gonna be <laughs> well, live in late on soon. A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just they just fast forward to the news they're targeted hearing us talk um, we are going to be doing a live show for our 100th episode spectacular. There will be no episode next week, but we're going to be live the week after that Tuesday, July 10th at daily planet coffee at one eight six two hurdle Avenue, Buffalo, New York, starting at six 30, going to about eight ish. Uh, please, please. If you're in the area, come down, see us, grab some free comics, enjoy the show. We're going to work on having some other surprises and stuff whatnot or it might just be us and that should be enough for you <laughs> um so yeah that being said and if, remember don't don't stand when carl tells you to stand yeah you don't have to stand i mean you could stand if you want it'd be cool if you did but i mean not that cool okay folks if you want to send us any questions or comments to be read on the show find out any information about the show you can do so at the following locations you can find us on twitter at devil's do pod you can email you can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com. You can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. Drew, any last words? We will see you at Daily Planet. Yes, live and in person. 
Until then, courts adjourned.